reminds me of the guest speaker we have this morning, who some, I'll just take a stab, 30 years ago or so, 25, 30 years ago, was one of those little kids in church. And, and the church that we pastored in Webster, Massachusetts. Uh, Jacob Luckhart is here this morning, his wife Danielle, two children, Caleb and Nathan. I want to introduce him to you in case you don't know. Remember, this was Pastor Jacob uh, during the years of 2011 through 2013, our assistant pastor. Uh, Grew up in Webster, Mass., went to Faith Assembly of God, uh, graduated from North Point in 2011. He's now licensed, uh, licensed minister with the Assembly of God in New Jersey. He's been here with us from 2008 to 2013. Uh, married to Danielle for nine years, uh, two children, uh, works, uh, works for a um, uh, product, uh, I forget the name, a sales product. You could explain it later, brother. <laughs> but um, we're, we're blessed to have him. I, I, feel, I feel honored when I see our children here because only God knows what's in store for them. When I see, when I see Jacob come to bring the word of God, I'm reminded of this little boy, I, I say this, that used to crawl underneath the pews trying to get away from his mother at eight years old. But he grew up in church, and the church embraced him and loved him, and we saw him grow up, graduate high school, part of children's church, youth group, go off to Bible college, and then moved up here to Haverhill when we did. So we've been reunited this whole time. I'm excited I want you to give a very warm welcome to our dear brother, Jacob Luckhart, as he comes. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. I love you. It's you. Good morning, church. Wow. Wow, wow. All I can say is I... um, I am so touched and blessed um, before coming up from New Jersey up to Haverhill. This weekend, I saw the post go out letting everyone know that I was coming and just the amount of support and love from, from people, um, from family, from friends, from classmates, um, members, former members. It was, it was wow. <laughs> um, just to feel that love and that support after all of these years from so many people that have made an impact on my life, and I hope to make an impact on everyone's lives today. Um, it's, it's very humbling to know that I have the privilege, the wonderful privilege, to share God's Word this morning with all of you wonderful people. Amen. Um, so thank you, Pastor Rick, for the invitation. Thank you, church, for your warm welcome, your love, your support, your prayers, and Without further ado, Lord, we just thank you for this morning, Lord, this this new year, 2024, God. And we invite your presence to be with us, Lord. Let every word that is said um, be exactly what you want to be said, Lord. Let everything that that we hear and that we we meditate on um, lead us to your will, God, your perfect and divine will, Father. Lord, please anoint the, the reading of your word and the comments in the, the preaching of your word in Jesus' mighty name. Yes. Amen. 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 
So I'd like to talk to you a little bit. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a little bit of clarity on what Pastor Rick was trying to say. So I, I, right now I work for a company. We, we import tile and we, we sell through channels like Home Depot, Lowe's, Wayfair, etc. Um, let me tell you first and foremost, graduating from North Point, I didn't think that I'd be in, this sh- in the position that I'm in. I, I had no idea, actually. Um, so one of the first things that I, that I needed to do when I moved to New Jersey was I needed to get a job because I needed to pay my rent. Right? Anybody? Who else has bills to pay, right? Um, And I honestly, I stepped into a company and I really didn't think it would last more than six months. I started as an entry-level warehouse worker and God's favor has been on my life and I I have... I've just experienced God's favor. Let's just say that. Um, and so now I'm, I'm in part of the buying team that's selecting the products and kind of um, steering the, the way that the products are presented to customers as well. So um, it's just kind of amazing. And what I want to talk about really is just how, you know, we coming out of North Point, um, just being so excited about Jesus, so excited about God's call on my life and the dreams that God put in my heart. And now it's about 10 years since I've left Haverhill, um, going on 10 and a half years, about 10 and a half years. And I had no idea the way that my life would pan out. And so I want to talk about that, that in-between state when, between when God gives you a dream, when God gives you a vision, and that middle grounds where you don't realize what God has given you. How many have received a vision from God for your life? How many have a dream that God has deposited in your heart? And let me tell all the people who didn't raise their hands, how many people are, are kind of wondering, is God really talking to you? Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. He has, he has great things in store for, for all of his children and, and all of those who, who call upon the name of Jesus, all of those who, who are washed and covered by the blood of Jesus have, have the right to become children of God. Amen? And I want to talk about that middle ground, that middle period, uh, when you don't realize what, what God fully has for you. Because that's really where I've been walking in the past 10 years. And I still look forward to um, what God really has in store. And I know that I have not arrived. Has, any, has anybody arrived? <laughs> has anybody arrived where God really wants you to be all the way, 100%? All in. Okay, great. So hopefully today's message will inspire and add some wisdom and some clarity that can help you. These are I'm going to talk about from the life of Joseph the dreamer some some lessons that have kept me grounded when I had when I had no idea what was going on. Um, and so hopefully it will touch some of you. We're going to talk about a few different seasons in his life. Um, it, the story of Joseph, it, there's so, ma- so many verses that cover the entirety of it. So we're going to survey and hit some milestones along the way. Four milestones, four different points in his life. Starting, uh, we'll begin reading from the scriptures in Genesis chapter 37. If you could turn your Bibles there. And when you get there, just say amen. Amen. All right. Okay, and they're pretty quick. So I've entitled the message today, Lessons from a Dreamer. All right. This is the account, I'm starting in verse 2 actually. This is the account of Jacob and his family 
When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Billah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night, Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. Listen to this dream, he said. We were out in the field, tying up bundles of grain. Suddenly, my bundle stood up, and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine. His brothers responded, So you think you will be our king, do you? Do you actually think you will reign over us? And they hated him all the more because of his dreams and the way he talked about them. Soon Joseph had another dream, and again he told his brothers about it. Listen, I had another dream. The sun, the moon, and eleven stars bowed low before me. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? he asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous of Joseph, his father wondered what the dreams meant. So we're talking about this first season, the, the, the inception, the beginning of the dream, the beginning of the vision. And some, some key details that I want you just to keep in the back of your mind for later. He was 17 years old when he, was, when he first received the vision, when he first received the dream. And the, one of the first observations I have about Joseph's situation is he kind of came from a complicated family. Um, so Jacob is, uh, you know, one of the patriarchs of, of, of uh, the people of Israel. Um, we had Abraham, Isaac, and he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob is, is the patriarch through whom the, the nation of Israel would be born through. Um, and, and God's chosen people were the nation of Israel. And through the nation of Israel, uh, you know, God's redemptive plan he, that he promised to Abraham, through your seed, all nations of the earth will be blessed. That was through Abraham's seed, Isaac's seed, Jacob's seed, down through the line of David. And we have Jesus, which we've just come out of, of a season of just remembering Jesus' um, advent into the earth. Um, and... And we see this godly family. And, you, and one might think that a godly family would be free of all drama. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> but I would submit to you that, that even godly families, even, even good families, even f- families with divine purpose and, and just purpose for their lives, it, sometimes it gets complicated. Now, now Jacob, he... If you remember Jacob's story, he he loved uh, Rachel and he went to marry Rachel and he was tricked into marrying her sister Leah. And then Leah and Rachel had a rivalry. Leah was able to give Jacob children. Rachel could not give him children. So she she suggested that he have children with her with her servant. And then he had some children with them. And then Leah got jealous and she wanted him to have children with her servant. And then uh, and then after that, Leah had some more children and. And then finally, after all of these years, Rachel, the love of Jacob's life, gives him a son, and that was Joseph. And 
And it kind of, Jacob felt really great about Joseph, right? He's the child of his old age, the child that they thought would never come. Oh, God does miracles, right? Does, that, there's, a story, there's a message right there, but we're not, that's not what we're preaching today. Uh, but the, the, situ, the family dynamics are a little complicated. So Joseph, the first, the first milestone is Joseph the son. And, and he has this dream, he has this vision, and he starts to share the vision and share the dream with his family. The, the very people that you would think would be there for him, the very people that you would think should support and love and push him forward to his dreams are the people who are saying, mm, no, I don't think so. You know, sometimes we have a dream and the people that we think are there for us that, that are supposed to support us the most, we share that dream. And, and those are the people that, that really are the dream killers sometimes. Um, but, but, God, but God still blesses us. So in this first season of life, I want you to think about, about just, just have some godly wisdom about... Be careful who you sh- share your dreams with. Jesus said it this way, don't cast your pearls before swine. Um, some pe- even though some people may, uh, maybe we feel like they, they, they are in our corner, but we need to trust God and to really seek God for his wisdom and his, his guidance in terms of who to really lean on in those, in those seasons. So in that season, those around him wanted to prevent the blessing. They wanted to prevent the blessing from coming out. In fact, we won't read the full, the full narrative about it, but after this account, Joseph is checking in on his brothers in the fields, and they see him from a far way out, and they start to conspire against him. In fact, they're, they're so hateful towards him that, that they plan to kill him. And eventually, you know, they, they, they mellow out a little bit, and they, they don't kill him, and um, they actually end up selling him into slavery. Um, but so we have to be careful at the inception of our dream because sometimes those that we, that, that we trust the most might try to prevent that dream. We're going to jump ahead to chapter 39. So Joseph was actually uh, traded by his brothers to some, to some uh, traders, uh, Ishmaelites, and, and these traders actually would go to Egypt. And when Joseph was taken to Egypt... 39 verse 1, by the Ishmaelite traders, he was purchased by Potiphar, an Egyptian officer. Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh, the, king's, the king of Egypt. The Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his, of his Egyptian master. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar, so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. He put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owns. From the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for, the, for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owns. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing, except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was very handsome a well-built young man, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come and lay with me, she demanded. Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. 
He has held back nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin against God. She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her. And he kept out of her way as much as possible. One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came in and grabbed his cloak, demanding that, she lay, that he lay with her. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hands as he ran from the house. I'll stop there. It's just to paraphrase the rest. Of, there's a lot of scripture today. And so Potiphar's wife is now going to accuse Joseph of crossing a boundary. And this is going to anger and upset Potiphar. And now he's going to throw him in, in prison. And really, this stage, at this stage in the, in the cycle, Joseph is now the, is now the slave. He's the slave uh, working for Potiphar. And I, I want to talk about to you today a little bit about our mindset. One of the things that really struck out to me in that beginning of that season for him is it said that God was with him. How many today could be in a, in a season of our life where we feel like you know, we've just got traded by our own family, our own blood, into slavery? And how many can, can boldly affirm in a season of life like that, that God is with you? Sometimes we get a little confused by the circumstances around us that we don't appreciate that God is with us. And another thing about Joseph is, remember that dream is, is that he was, basically he knew in his heart that he was, he was destined to be a leader. And even as a slave, he maintained, he held on to God's vision for his life. He let God define him, not his circumstances. And it's that attitude which actually enabled him to be successful in everything that he did. And through that, he actually had a little mini victory, a mini, a mini um, vision kind of come to fruition with, with he was in charge of everything in Potiphar's house. And this kind of brings another kind of like truth out of it is that sometimes we have a little measure of success and that success tempts us to settle less for God's best. Now, Joseph could have just said, you know what, God, maybe this is what you had for me. And he could have just stopped right there. He could have, he could have crossed that boundary with Potiphar's wife. He could have thought to himself, well, God gave me this vision. I deserve this. God granted me this success. God, God is with me. And, and the thing is, when you're in this season of life, those around you, what they want to do is they want to pervert God's blessings. They want to twist God's blessings from what he has for you and give you some counterfeit blessing. It kind of reminds me of when Jesus was in the wilderness and, and the devil tempted him and said, I can give you all the world. It, it, you know, just worship me. And, you know, Jesus told him, you know, no, you you're only to worship God. You're only to worship God, the Lord. You don't worship anything else but God. But we're offered a counterfeit blessing, and that momentary success kind of confuses us. And it's 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 those seasons where we're tempted to allow the blessing of God, the purpose of God, the dream of God, to get perverted. But Joseph, Joseph practiced gratitude. 
Can you imagine being a slave against your will and having so much gratitude and respect for your master? Like, no, 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 I can't do that. How can I do that? I've been blessed with all of this from my master. I could never do that to him. Now, when you wait for your vision, sometimes, sometimes we're waiting for our vision and we have to actually serve someone else's vision for a time. Sometimes we're, we need to be a blessing to someone else and see, see God do, move in their life in the way that God has for them. Are we able to have a spirit of gratitude in those moments? Think about that. And so Joseph is dealing with all of, all of this, maybe some internal temptation, some external temptation, but all in all, in this season, they're trying to pervert that blessing. So Potiphar, when he hears the accusation, he, he loses his mind. <laughs> he, he gets angry. He gets angry. And rightly so. I mean, not, I mean, believing that this happened, Joseph was caught basically in disrobed and it, it was a clear cut and dry case that oh, this must be what happens of course somebody a, a slave that comes up with this much power yeah, of course it's going to go to their head and he just assumed all right joseph joseph crossed the line here so i need to throw him in, in prison uh, so continuing on in verse 19 chapter 39 Potter was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison, the warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. So Joseph now is in prison. And how could this be? How could this... I, God, like, imagine putting yourself in Joseph's shoes, having this dream, having this dream of being a, a great leader for a, a leader for God. How can a great leader come out of prison? How can a great le- how can God use us when we're that low, and in the transition point from the slave to the to Joseph the prisoner? You, you remember Joseph ran off. From Potiphar's wife, and he didn't care that you know he he left his clothes behind. He just ran off. And so, my question to you today is: What are you willing to lose to save God's best for your life? What are you willing to give up? Joseph lost everything. He he may have he may have felt like he reached that pinnacle of success that he was ever going to reach in life. If he, let, if he allowed himself to have a debased mind, he might have thought that. But now he's, he's, he's lost everything for the sake of his integrity, for the, his sake of just of walking true with God. And now he's back to the bottom again in prison. And wouldn't you know that God was with him? 
What is our mindset when we're going through tough times? What is our mindset? Do we realize how much God is with us through all of those, those dark moments of, of, our, of our lives? Mindset is incredibly important to have. We, we're commanded to have the mind of Christ who did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself lowly, taking the form of a servant. We're not defined by those exterior conditions, those exterior circumstances. It's what God says about us that really matters. Do we have the courage? Do we have the courage to stay true and to stand in that, in that season and just... Hold on to the vision. Hold on to the dream. While in prison, um, Joseph will. Joseph has some success in prison. Once again, he's a leader. Like it just, it's in his DNA. He's a leader, um, and then there comes some other prisoners from Pharaoh's court. There, there comes a, 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 his wine taster and his uh, baker. Each of them have dreams. And, and, they, and Joseph is able to interpret those dreams for them. And then everything that he interprets comes to pass. And he says, remember me, remember me. Put in a good word for me. And in this season of, of being that prisoner, see, those around him, they wanted to piggyback off the blessing. They wanted to kind of get some of that blessing for themselves. Joseph was in a season where he, he was being used. The warden used him. Everything that he did prosper. The warden had no worries. The, 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 the wine tester, the, the baker, they, they wanted him to, to use his gift for them to have that interpretation. And uh, Everyone's using him, but no one's rewarding Joseph. No one's giving back. It's just... Have you ever felt used that, that you're in a season where you're not, really, you're not really seeing God's blessing the way you want it to be? You, you are blessed, but it's not, that's not really it. Is it, God? Like, is that, I don't know. Like I've, and we feel trapped. Like, we're, we're in a season where we're trapped. We can't get out of it. Like, things are kind of okay, but they're not really where we, what we want. We find, we're, there's this internal struggle. We're not really living out that dream. Is that, is that just me? <laughs> Yeah, right? Um, but that's, what jo- that's where Joseph is. Everyone's, everyone wants to piggyback off the blessing of, on his life, but he's not seeing, they're, they're not helping him get out. They're not helping him get to, to where God has for him. Uh, you know, the, it, and Joseph is in a season of waiting. Joseph's in a season of waiting. Uh, so Joseph the son, Joseph the son, um, they wanted to prevent the blessing. Joseph, the slave, they wanted to pervert the blessing. Joseph, the prisoners, they wanted to piggyback on the blessing. Um, eventually, word does get out to Pharaoh. Pharaoh has a dream that disturbs him. And that's when the, the, the wine tester, he remembered Joseph. He says, oh, I know a man who interprets dreams. I know a man. And so Joseph comes and he interprets the dreams and, and we won't get into all the scripture right now, but ultimately Joseph, Joseph shares, you know, there's going to be seven good years of, of, of plenty and then followed by seven years of famine. But, th- but this is what you need to do. You need to stock up in the good years and then 
when the bad years come, we're, we're going we're gonna to get through it. And so, um, moving over to chapter 41, verse 38. Oh, let's go to 37. Joseph's suggestions were all well received to Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, Can we find anyone else like this man, so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court, and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a higher rank than yours. How in the world does that happen? How in the world can someone in prison be appointed number two of, one of the superpower of the world at that time? Only God. Only Jesus. Only God. And you know what? If Joseph wasn't faithful, he wouldn't have been in the position to receive that blessing. If he was ungrateful, um, he wouldn't have been there. I just want to bring out another detail. Um, in verse 46, it says that he was 30 years old when he began serving in the court of Pharaoh. And so now Joseph, he's... He, I'm going to call him a ruler. So Joseph the ruler. So he was the son. He was the, he, he was the slave. He was a prisoner. And now he's a ruler. He's number two um, in, in Egypt. And during the, the years of, fa- of famine that Joseph, that Joseph uh, kind of foretold, meanwhile, back at home, Jacob's family um, are struggling with, with the famine. And Jacob says, you know, I, I hear there's some grain in in Egypt. Why don't you guys go over there? And, and uh, his brothers go, and, and, and Joseph has a little fun with them. He plays a few tricks on his brothers because he recognizes them, and they don't recognize him. Because how in the world would their brother be standing before them, this great and mighty man? How in the world could that happen, that they, their brother they sold into slavery? Who knows if he's even alive? It, you know, he... He bugged. He irritated them so much. He might have irritated someone else, and he might have gotten what was coming to him, right? Um, but at least it wasn't on their hands, right? That's what they're 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 not thinking that God could have brought their brother into this position. So so Joseph has a little fun with them, but ultimately he's gonna he's gonna provide for their needs, and he he reveals himself to them, and it's it's emotional. It's all oh, cries, heartfelt. It's a great it's a great moment. Um, I really suggest you read it after we're not now, but um, (laughs) but it's a great moment. And and Joseph provides. And then and then one day when Jacob, their father, dies, his brothers get nervous. So in chapter 50, starting in verse 15. But now that their father was, has died, Joseph's brothers became fearful. Now Joseph will show his anger and pay us back for all the wrong we did to him, they said. 
So they sent this message to Joseph. Before your father died, he instructed us, Say to you, Please forgive your brothers for the great wrong they did to you, for their sin in treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of the God of the Father, your father, beg you to forgive our sin. When Joseph received the message, he broke down and wept. Then his brothers came and threw themselves down before Joseph. Look, we are your slaves, they said. But Joseph replied, Don't be afraid of me. Am I God that I can punish you? You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. And so what we find ourselves is in this last season of Joseph's life, when Pharaoh appointed him, those around him, they wanted to perfect the blessing. And that's where it became complete. And that's where we find this scene where everything that Joseph dreamed in that beginning season all came to pass in God's timing. So remember we talked about he was 17 when this all started, but when the day that he started in uh, Pharaoh's working for Pharaoh, he was 30 years old. That means that, do the math, uh, 13 years <laughs> have passed between the vision and the realization of the vision. That's a lot of time. And, and not only that, but there was setback after setback after setback after setback. 13 years of setbacks. But 13 years of saying, nope, God has something for me and I'm going to walk in, in my integrity of character and I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to live with gratitude, and I'm, going, and I'm not going to let these situations define who I am. Right? Amen. There is a little bit of wisdom I see in, Joseph, in this season of Joseph's life, and, and one of those nuggets for you, just a little extra for you. Um, when Joseph gave the bad news about the seven years of famine... He also kind of paired that with a plan. You know, sometimes we, we carry God's truth, and sometimes we have difficult truths that need to be shared, and so we just drop it on people. We're like, uh, you know, and, and sometimes God might even give us a prophetic word, and, and sometimes it's hard to hear. But let me, let me just give you a little bit of wisdom from the Lord right now. It, it, we need to also bring some wisdom and some some godly context to a difficult word, which is what Joseph did. And, and that's part of him getting to where he was going to be. Um, it's just that mindset. Um, so they wanted, they wanted to perfect the, the blessing. Um, remember, we're blessed to be a blessing. What they meant for evil, God meant for good. I want to give you a few things a few th ways that we can apply this to our own lives. Um, number one, submit to God's plan. We might not understand it. We might not understand what it is. He might bring us through seasons that just would absolutely <laughs> blow our mind. But if we submit to God's plan, I promise you that in the end, it'll be the most rewarding and satisfying outcome that you could possibly have. 
You may go through seasons where you need to depend and, and hold on to that vision, but if you submit to it, God is going gonna, is gonna to bring a good outcome. Amen? Next, I want to ask you, stay true to the purpose. When you're tempted to kind of pervert God's plan for your life and, and go a different way, put things in your own hands, don't do that. Just stay true to what, what God has called you to. Stay true to uh, walking in the Spirit, being, having the mind of Christ. Stay true. Never settle for something less than God's best for your life. The third thing I want you to do is to serve others while you're waiting. Just serve others. Just be a blessing. You might not see God's vision for your life come to fruition, but help, help someone else reach their vision. Help someone else move ahead. God will bless you in return for being a blessing to others like that. And lastly, the thing I want to ask you to do is to show God's love. Show God's love. Earlier today, um, Stacy was in the, in the worship time was was really feeling in her spirit that someone needs to show forgiveness to someone. And here we 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 go through the story of Joseph, and he was betrayed in the worst kind of way by his own by his own family. And it, they come to the end of their life, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna." You're going to give us what's ours, but don't. Please don't. They have mercy on us. And, and they bow before him, and he says, relax. You meant this for evil, but God meant it for good. The whole time, Joseph was aware that God was with him. God never left him. And he experienced, even though there was challenges that Joseph had, he experienced the favor and the love of God every day. He... We have to have that mindset so that when, when it comes to those hurts in our lives that we need to forgive, we, we just have to remember what, what did God ex- extend to us? Like what blessing? How did God love us? Love people that way. Like God forgave us. Like God blessed us. Bless others. And it's in, Joseph is just an incredible story of of a person that had the dream, had a vision from God, and he held on to that dream no matter what setbacks there were. I, I can tell you for, in my own personal experience, 10 years leaving Hayro, I've had many setbacks. I've had so many painful things, experiences happen in my life, and there have been so many miraculous things and wonderful things happen in my life. And it's all about our mindset. What are we going to focus on, church? What are we going to focus on? Who are we going to believe? Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. Amen? So we submit to God's plan. Stay true to God's purpose. Serve others while we wait. And show God's love. And... I, I did want to close with one last pair of scriptures just from the New Testament because this is all about Jesus, amen? amen. But in Romans chapter 8, we're going to read two verses, verse 15 and verse 28. 
verse 15 says, So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. And jumping ahead to verse 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Amen. Some of us, I don't know what season each of you are in. We, some of you might be in, in that first season. Some of you might be in that second or third season. Um, we've already admitted no one's arrived yet. So I don't think anyone's at that fourth season. But maybe you are. <laughs> um, but some of us might feel like we're, that we're, we're, we're slaves or that we're less than. Some of us might need a touch of Jesus in our lives. And so what I'd like to submit to you is that, is that we have the right, we, that Jesus has bought us the privilege to be adopted as sons. And so whatever, wherever you're at, if, if anyone identifies as being not right with God, this is your opportunity just to hear that God loves you and that, and that you can be a son and no longer a, a, a slave. But we are, we are children of God. Amen? Amen. Now, if, you, if you're listening online or if you're you know, in the sanctuary, uh, someone will be available, can be available to pray for you. Um, and you can also leave a comment if you're online just so we can, we can circle back and uh, be in touch with you. But I just wanted to extend that out to everyone that's, that hears the sound of my voice, whether it's on the live stream or or who comes back to us. Um, but God, is, God wants to work everything out. Don't let a season of, of setbacks distract you that, from the, God's ultimate good for your life. Amen? Amen? So with that, Pastor Rick, if you'd like to come up. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother Jacob, for a good word today. Uh, you, you have a good education from North Point, but you also have a good education from the School of Hard Knocks. And uh, we appreciate that so much. Well, why don't we stand together? I was, uh, I, I, my, my response to the message today is to be encouraged. Philippians 1.6, he who began a good work... I'll just throw in my own commentary. He who began a good work, in spite of your setbacks, in spite of your problems and situations, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete that work until the day of Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to say about Joseph. A lot to say. 13 years for that to happen. And then another bunch of years until the end of the story. But it's a lifetime. We're talking about a lifetime here. It's just submitting to God everything. I feel, after a message like that, I, I personally feel a sense of relief. That I, I, sometimes I think I have to be perfect. I don't know about anybody else. I, have to, I can't do anything. I have to be perfect. Of course, that's not going to happen. But it's a relief to know that in spite of my own failure or in spite of life's happenings that happen to me, God is still God. God is still here with us. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close out in prayer. Uh, Jacob, why don't you make yourself available up here? Maybe uh, people may want to have you pray with them. Pamela, if you can as well. Um, also, oh, as a matter of fact, wait a minute.
<clears throat> Jacob, is Danielle still here in this room? All right, we'll just stand right here. I want to, I want to, can we all gather around here? Can we all gather around? I want to pray over Jacob. And then if anyone wants prayer for your situation, I'll be available. Pam and Jacob will be available. And listen to this. If anyone wants to bless him with a financial gift, the baskets are here as well. So before you go home, you could, you could give them an offering as well there. All right. Everybody okay? Hallelujah. Danielle, come on up. Can you come with the kids? Hallelujah. Andre Crouch wrote a song many years ago called Through It All. One line he said, if I never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. <laughs> Through it all, God has been with me. We quote many scriptures from James, from Peter, from Romans. Our trials come to make us stronger, to mature us, to grow us. Father, thank you, Lord, for a good day in your house. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the word of God that uh, Jacob shared with us today, blessings of a dreamer. Lord, help us, each of us, to have that dream, have that faith that you've called us into something special. And Lord, no matter how many times life will knock us down or, or throw us a curveball, we'll be able to stand and stand strong and be wiser, be smarter, be more mature as a result of it. Father, we do pray your blessing over Jacob and Danielle, over the kids, uh, as they continue to seek uh, your will for their lives. And thank you for, the, for the, uh, the job and the vocation that Jacob is in right now. But Lord, uh, he's waiting to hear your voice as well. So we pray, Lord, that you would open doors where you want them to be and just continue to speak to him and deal with, with them. But Lord, for anyone else that's here today, someone online perhaps, that feels like, maybe like Joseph, like what am I doing in this situation when I tried so hard to do the right things? Here I am in a bad situation. Lord, we just pray that your Holy Spirit would strengthen us, help us, help us get back on track with new faith, new trust, new hope that you who began the work are so faithful to complete the work. So thank you, Lord, for this time today. And uh, thank you for this congregation. Bless those online as well. May your blessing rest upon us as we leave here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. amen. And amen. Thank you, brother. Uh, feel free to come and pray, or if you have an offering, put it in the basket. We'll see you.